Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. This uh, story blew up yesterday. We went, uh, I won't say viral, but pretty close to viral, if, if not. Uh, yeah, the OPP- If there was video, then it would have gone viral. 100%. The OPP were called to uh, Talbot Gardens Arena in Simcoe Sunday because they're, uh, what they called a brawl between as many as 30 parents. Uh, police are still investigating this, by the way. But the uh, South Simcoe uh, Minor Hockey Association has now spoken out. Uh, they are disputing the OPP uh, characterization of a, a brawl. They say there was uh, some heated moments. Uh, parents were upset about uh, uh, some uh, words that were said uh, during the game. But there were no physical altercations. They say there was yelling in the lobby, but no fights. But the mm. story was that what had happened was there was a, a verbal altercation that led to the physical altercation. According to the OPP. These, this the is OPP. the cops that are saying this. And so, I mean, not that either side's wrong, but I don't think the OPP would say there's a brawl if there wasn't. Mm. So it's an interest, So it's an update. The, the truth may be somewhere in the middle there. I think you're right. Again, there's no video. If there was a full-on brawl, you'd think someone would have pulled out their, their cell phone camera and posted that on YouTube. We I, haven't seen anything like that. I'm almost surprised no one did that just based on where we are in 2019. Maybe no one did that because they were all fighting. Who knows? Things can get pretty tense at kids' hockey games. We know that, and we have a parent coach on the phone with us right now. He coaches peewee hockey, 11-year-olds, 11, 12-year-olds. Good morning, sir. Morning, how are you? Good. You had a, a similar incident, some tense moments after a game earlier this week here in London. Uh, well, yeah, we uh, we had a good peewee first game of playoffs Monday night there, and uh, we were playing some, some cross-county rivals. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, but in peewee, there's no, not supposed to be any hitting. Uh-huh. But uh, we had a lot of good open ice hits in the game. From uh, from both sides, and that's great to see. You know, you love seeing the kids get into it and play some good old uh, fashioned Canadian hockey. Uh-huh. And uh, we uh, we get to the end of the game. We're up. Uh, I think it was five five two. We're up. This is the last five seconds. One of our uh, one of our better players for sure takes a good hit, and you know, no problem. He's getting up, and uh, one of the uh, visiting players gives him a good uh, good Marty McSorley whack in the. Uh, Upper back. That's not good. Area. No, absolutely not. And he's uh, so he goes down. He's you know definitely hurt for sure. And uh, so you know naturally as coaches you're you're a little angry at that, and uh, so that gets you fired up and surprised. And uh, as he's laying on the ice, the uh, fans from the other team are screaming and yelling at him, calling him uh, lots of nice uh, profanities, and um, telling him to man up and take a slash like a man. Wow! Wow! So yeah. how did how did the parents on your team react to that? Oh, our parents got right up and were screaming and yelling at the refs and screaming and yelling at their parents and you know parents going back and forth, back and forth, screaming and yelling. And so, uh, in the better judgment of the coaching staff and I, we uh, you know over the boards we go to talk to their parents at the glass. It wasn't the best decision, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> was there any physical altercation? Um, I left right after the game, so I'm not sure. I heard there was. I, you know, I wasn't there, so I didn't see it. But uh, I know after the game ended, we'd finally stopped um, the uh, nice parlay we had with the uh, other fans. We got into our locker room, and our other coach was going to throw some jerseys away after the game. And uh, 
he got into a pretty good verbal altercation with the other team's coaches at the end of the hall. So, again, in the better judgment we have, we decided the rest of the coaches, we'd go down and help them out. Uh-huh. And no, no, no fists were thrown or anything, but there was quite a few... Uh, Some bumping few and words. shoving? Um, nothing real physical. A few nice names called and... Uh, personal jobs but uh you could see though how like it wouldn't take much to take that for that to go to the next level and and for someone oh, just to... not. I, I was convinced it was and i was real really excited to see that but, uh, <laughs> um you know kind of hopes got let down there so what can you do i guess yeah but, uh, well we're glad everyone's okay did your team end up winning uh, we did. We ended up winning five two but i think later on that night the kid went from the game to the hospital wow and I think there was some uh, some serious injuries, but uh, um, this is stressing me out. My son is—he loves hockey. He's two years old. I know he's going to want to play hockey, and I just don't want to get involved in this. It's too—it's too intense for me being a hockey parent. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I myself don't have a, don't have kids. Uh, oh, you're just so. in there for the fun of it. I'm just in there for hopefully a coach fight by the sounds of it. <laughs> Did the kids uh, shake hands at the end of the game? or No, they don't. Um, this was probably a great idea. But uh, we we get to go to their town in a couple weeks, I think, and play Ooh. them again. So that, that'll be fun. I almost want to go watch that one. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to get on an episode of Cops or something, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> been on my bucket list for a while. Well, we hope that uh, the kid who was slashed is okay, and we Absolutely. hope that you can yeah. keep a, a cool mind. And as as much fun as it sounds like to get into a coach fight, uh, we wouldn't want to see you end up in jail, sir. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, great game other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired of getting beat up by other hockey parents after your child's hockey game? Worry no more. Cheap Shots will turn you from flabby, weak joke of a man into a lean, mean fight machine. After you've completed our 76-step course, the other parents won't know what hit them. Become a coffee ninja and bring your own sugar packets you can open and toss into the eyes of your opponents to momentarily blind them so you can break their nose. But if you use proper technique, you can cave in their dumb skull. But you're a good hockey parent. You don't want conflict. So bring two coffees. One you can enjoy and one you can use as a peace offering. Just kidding! Throw it in their stupid faces! We'll teach you how to jersey, pants, and run away from your opponent in one motion. Because you need to run away when this is over. Pronto! You do not want to get caught. So don't get beaten. Get even. Call Cheap Shots today. If you got a question... Ask a lawyer, ask a lawyer A question about custody or his neighbor Ask a lawyer, ask a lawyer Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Hiley Lawyers, taking your questions. His specialty is family law, but he'll chime in on anything here, anything you got for him. We do have a family law question from Elena. Go ahead, Elena. Hi, um, so I have a question... My daughter's father um, moved out of the province to do better for himself, and he is doing quite well. Um, so we've discussed child support a few times, and he kind of just, like, bails out of the conversation or will, like, make promises and not follow through. So how do I go legally, because he won't give me his address, to get child support? <laughs> wow. <clears throat> That's tough. Is he yes. living in Canada? Yes. 
Okay, so uh, you would go to... Uh, you'll, you'll have to start a court proceeding. And uh, if you don't know where he's living, then what a court will do is after you've made reasonable efforts to try to find out where he is, they will allow something called substitutional service. So if you don't know where he is, but you know where his brother is, his sister is, his parents, someone where it would reasonably come to his attention, then then you bring a court proceeding, you seek child support. It'll be payable based upon his income uh, from the province that he's living in. And then it can be enforced by uh, the court. So if, as long as he's in Canada, uh, even places in the U.S., we have reciprocal agreements with them. There are certain countries where you can't, but the fact that you said he's in Canada, that makes it easy. It'll, it'll be okay. enforced through the Family Responsibility Office in Ontario. Uh, do you know where to find his mom or his brother or a close family member? Yeah, he has a great family. Okay. They're wonderful. Well, you should tell him. I, I, I'd call him and say, hey, listen, we've talked about this a number of times, yeah. and you keep avoiding the issue. Either we need to sort this out now, or I'm going to have to get my lawyer involved. And then if he says no to that, then you take that next step and you deliver a letter to his family. Because, you know, it's obviously it's a bit of a drama creator yeah. there. That, no, I agree with you, Taz. That's, I know. That's, a that's why I haven't done it yet, because we've had that conversation, and he gets... He gets angry. Well, so obviously just, he gets angry. He wants to keep his money for himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'd, thank you. I'd try and avoid it as long as I could as well. And if he doesn't pay, <laughs> then you, you could be facing jail time if you don't pay child support, right? Right. Once there's a court order in place, and, and what people have to recognize, although some people struggle with it, that the right to child support is the right of the child. So it's not that... I mean, he has to come around to understand that it's not just paying you for you to do whatever you want. It's to support his own child, and he's got a legal obligation to do so. Yeah. Good luck, Elena. Thank you. I need it. Bye. And we've got Steve on the phone. Go ahead, Steve. Ask a lawyer. Here's Ian from Cohen Hiley. Hey, Ian. How are you, man? Good, Steve. Okay, so I got a question. Um, I was uh, I was employed... Uh, for like, I don't know, a year, um, got laid off, such as life in November, uh, but they overpaid me. Um, so, uh, two months later, so now, uh, the guys on the horn give me a shout asking for his money back. And I just want to know, is there any stature limitations? I mean, the way I see it is that, you know, there's a minimal amount that you can pay me. You can pay me as much as you want after that. So I just kind of want to know your thoughts. Are we talking tens of thousands? Thousands? We're, we're talking uh, twos of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> now, Taz, I heard you say earlier, this happened to you? This happened to me years ago, yeah, when we were lining this call up. I, I mentioned to Ian, I was working for a company. I was like 20 at the time, and they kept me on. They were closing down uh, one of their shops, and they kept me on to help them close the shop down. And at first, I didn't realize they were overpaying me, but then I just kept getting paycheck after paycheck after paycheck. And about, yeah, it was six or eight months later, I got a letter saying, whoa, we made a mistake. We overpaid you. And I, I at the time, went to my aunt, who's a lawyer, and I said, do I have to pay this money back? And she said, yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, really? So I was on the hook for threes of thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was 21 making no money. But the nice thing is the company I worked for, they set up a payment plan, so right. I just gave them like 50 bucks a month for however long it took to pay this off. Yeah, so the, the short answer, I think Taz's aunt was right. Uh, all all those years ago, not that many years ago, buddy. But but is a there few years is ago. there amount an amount of time that could pass yes. yeah. where you keep yeah. the money? Yeah, so it's uh, two years is the limitation on uh, contractual issues, and this would be a contract issue. Okay, so even even after everything's said and done, you know, you're dismissed, whatnot. It's two years uh, from the date of the demand. So, okay. Okay. So if it was like yesterday, it'd be two years. Correct. Yesterday. Oh, I see. Cool. All right. Oh, cool, but not really, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's okay. That's yeah. Thanks, yeah. Buy a lottery Thank ticket. You won't have yeah. to give that back if you win. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, Steve. And Ian, thank you for braving the treacherous roads this morning to come into the studio for Ask a Lawyer. If people have more questions for you, they can contact Cohen Hiley. They're listening uh, through the website, CohenHiley.com. Thanks, man. Thanks. How intense is this? A jogger in Colorado was attacked by a mountain lion. Woo. He killed it with his bare hands. This story is pretty incredible. When the mountain lion bit the runner's face and his wrist, somehow the runner got around the mountain lion and ended up strangling the animal until it died. Now, the runner sustained some pretty serious injuries, but did find help and made it to a local hospital. Mountain lions are uh, ambush predators, so it may be uh, something about uh, the prey that uh, excites them or uh, attracts them to that. That's why we're doing the necropsy. Um, Our veterinarians will take a look to determine whether there was any kind of disease, if he was maybe starving, um, or if it just so happened that as a, as a young cat, he was still kind of learning his hunting instincts. Wow. Wow. That's a story to tell over a couple beers to your buddies in a few years, eh? I would never be able to do that. Right. But it does remind... Like- it bit his face, Devin. The thing came up behind him, bit his face, and he was able to... I don't know if he's a WWE fan, likes watching UFC, but spun around, was able to choke the mountain lion to death. I'm not a guy that's going to say, like, you'll get a a tattoo on your face or your neck, but if I was ever going to do something, like, just like, hey, I once killed a mountain lion that bit my face with my bare hand. And this is where he bit me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, circle the, 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 the fang marks and be like, yeah. You should see the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Get 365 t-shirts made up, all saying the same thing, that you killed a mountain lion. They say they're doing testing, as you heard there, on the mountain lion to see if there was any issues with the cat. Obviously, uh, joggers in the area would be pretty nervous after hearing a story like this. But after the testing's done, they got to give the the mountain lion to the jogger. Like, you're making a rug out of that thing, are you not? I'm stuffing it. I don't know if I... I, I think I'd go for this, like, have him almost like... Like, I'm like a bear kind of pouncing from a, from behind or something like that. You get the taxidermy to... Oh, yeah. I, I'm do a stuffing number on, that thing. And then when you die, you can get yourself taxidermy <laughs> and have you choking the mountain lion out for eternity. I'm Neeson, we were talking about him yesterday because of the comments he made during a press junket for his new movie, Cold Pursuit, which is about revenge. A journalist asked him, hey, is there a, how do you tap into that? Uh, is there something in your past that when you're acting that makes you feel like you're, you're out for revenge? And he told a story 
about a friend of his that was raped, and uh, he asked what color was the person who did it. A friend said black, and then Liam Neeson said that he walked the streets looking to get accosted by a black person, hoping that some someone of color would accost him so he could beat them to death. Yeah. Which is very intense. Now, there was a backlash, obviously. It was a minute-long clip, the story that he told. It was a minute long, and people just wanted more from him. Well, yesterday morning, he went on Good Morning America, and he wanted to let everyone know he is not a racist. And since we talked about it yesterday, we played his initial comments. I think it's only fair to Liam that we uh, play this as well. I was trying to show honor, stand up for my dear friend. And this terrible medieval fashion and I'm a fairly intelligent guy and that's why it, it kind of shocked me when I came down to earth after having these horrible feelings and I did seek help uh, I went to a priest I heard my confession I'm, I was rarely Catholic I had two very very good friends that I talked to and believe it or not power walking two hours every day to get rid of this and I, I'm, I'm not racist I, I, this was nearly 40 years ago she just said an Irish, or a Scot, or a Brit, mm-hmm. or a Lithuanian. I would, I know, I would have had the same effect. Mm. Power walking, huh? I didn't know power walking had such a, an impact. But hey, <laughs> just walk it out of you. Whatever works. I mean, I would think just given how tough he is, like just go to a gym and just like punch a punching bag or something. Yeah. And we had a woman call in yesterday who clearly had uh, been a victim of sexual assault. And she said that she doesn't think Liam owes anyone an apology for his comments because you can't imagine the rage that goes through a person when they find out somebody they love has been a victim of a rape or a sexual assault. I, to my knowledge, have never been there, and I can't put myself in that situation. But I bet you would you would be very angry, and it would be, be very tough to figure out how to deal with that emotion. Do you think you actually would have done, if, 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 if a yes. black man yes. who had nothing to do... Yeah, I know. I, that, that, that was my feeling, that I did want to lash out, yes. Because my friend was brutally raped and I thought I was defending her honor. What are you hoping that people will learn from you making these statements? To talk, to open up, to, to talk about these things, you know. We all pretend we're all kind of, you know, politically correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this country, it's the same in my own country too, you sometimes just scratch the surface and you discover this racism and bigotry and it's there. Got to give it to Liam. He's not backing down, and he's being honest. He says, yes, I would have done it. Well, we always want, when people get caught with something, like this guy, in, like the Virginia governor the, from years ago, there's this whole thing. We won't the get blackface, right. But if there's something in your past, people always ask, you know, are you going to come forward with it? And people never never bring up something shame from from their past until they're caught with it. So in, the, in this case, you have Liam Neeson who brought it up, started the conversation. Right. Our comments yesterday were not that, you know, he's this person who needs to go away, just You've now opened the conversation. There needs to be more information because people were still unsure ex- exactly what the circumstances That's were. That's true. And he did say, Dev, that it is something he is ashamed of. Yeah. But it's, I think he deserves credit for bringing this forward rather than someone saying, hey, 40 years ago, Liam Neeson was going around cruising to try and, you know, harm yeah. black people. He if, brings if up he the conversation. he didn't say something, this story never would have became public. Yeah. This was something that was going on in his head.
Now, uh, some people are either feeling better about Liam Neeson after seeing him on Good Morning America yesterday. Other people are not. There's still a lot of uh, anger towards Liam and uh, backlash online, which is why the premiere for Cold Pursuit was canceled hours before it was set to happen yesterday in New York City. They just uh, The movie company didn't want Liam Neeson going up and down the red carpet because they knew what questions he was going to be getting from all the reporters, right? I get it, but, you know, it's it's been 40 years, and there's 40 years of life experience of Liam Neeson, and, you know, the, with the way the world works, as the way it should, if something, some of this happens, if, if there had been cases where Liam Neeson had been racist over the past 40 years, I think they would have come forward by now. Well, people would have mentioned yeah. them. So. It's not like he told this story and then there was a, the gates opened up and people yeah. started saying, oh, well, that reminds me of a time Liam Neeson did this to me and I'm a person of color. Or, Judge him on his actions. Right. And since that experience where he admitted he was ashamed he got help, there's been nothing, there's nothing before that that we know of. So I think you got to judge him on how he's lived his life. I wish we could, we could, we could settle it See all. See the movie, it's a good movie, by the way. <laughs> That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.